0: Ave grazia plena, hail, full of grace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The gospel of this feast is always a bit of a surprise. We all know the story of the Annunciation. We all know that it's a fairly long story. And at least for me, it's always a bit of a shock on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception as we start to hear the story. And just as we're getting settled into it, Deo laus tibi Christe, or last night at matins, amen, just as it's getting started. Why? Well, of course, because we've just heard the words that all of creation was waiting for. Ave, gratia plena. Chaire, ke charitomene. Hail, thou who hast been graced, thou who hast been filled with grace, The angel says those words and behind him is all of the heavenly court who are sharing in his joy as he proclaims to her the privilege which is hers. Privilege which the angels must have known which no one on earth knew but which heaven already knew. And so we rightly stop right there and we cried out Amen last night at Matins. We cried out Laos Tibi day, here at Holy Mass. Because we've just heard the amazing news that there is a human creature who is completely full of grace. Again, the angels were aware of this before men were, and what joy they must have had to see, finally, a human creature who was going to perfectly correspond to what God intended. The angels must have been intensely interested in what God was doing in creation and intensely sorrowful when they saw how things had gone wrong, when they saw how one of their own who had turned against his creator had gone so far as to try to lure his lower creation into following him in his rebellion. What sorrow must have been among the angelic choirs as they saw mankind falling for Satan's trap, and as they saw the virus of original sin spread throughout humanity, a deadly virus which was transmitted by propagation such that no one could escape it, and the entire world was full of the corruption of sin. What joy, then, there must have been in heaven. At the moment of the conception of the Immaculate Virgin. What joy in heaven, what terror in hell, as suddenly, unexpectedly, at least from the perspective of the fallen angels, this creature came into being who was full of grace and free from the contamination of original sin. The demons probably didn't know what was going on, but. Those who were observing this young maiden as she was growing up must have sensed that there was something about her that was utterly at odds with everything that they stood for. So the angels rejoiced greatly in Mary's conception and rejoiced greatly as that privilege was announced to her by one of their own, by the Archangel Gabriel. And in a certain way, and what we heard at Matins last night as we responded, Amen to that proclamation, is mankind joining in the joy of the angels, honoring our Immaculate Queen. Mankind which has been waiting for centuries, for millennia, infected by sin, and rejoicing to know that now the remedy is on the horizon. Rejoicing to know that there is one who is free from this contamination and who is capable of crushing the head of this serpent. What is the serpent's head? If not the pride by which Lucifer rebelled against God, the pride for which he enticed our first parents into rebelling against him. it's significant in that regard that in the Exorcism against Satan and the fallen angels, which was authorized by Pope Leo XIII, which is said here at the monastery every week. As the priest is commanding the evil spirit to be gone, he commands him in the name of the Most Holy Trinity, or rather he says, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost commands thee. Christ the Word made flesh commands thee. The most excellent Virgin Mary, Mother of God, commands thee, quae superbissimum caput tuum a primo instanti immaculate conceptionis in sua humilitate contribit. The most immaculate Virgin Mary, Mother of God, commands thee, who, in her humility, crushed thy head, crushed thy most proud head, superbissimum caput tuum, from the first instant of her immaculate conception. It is by her humility that Mary crushes the head of the serpent. Humility in her actions, humility in her words, humility in her dispositions. The humility, even before she was capable of making any of those acts, the utter metaphysical humility of a creature who was full of grace and therefore completely empty of herself, completely empty of anything that would Claim something for its own, apart from God. We heard about the vice of private ownership in the Holy Rule this morning. The wanting to claim things as our own in opposition to God. That's what the vice consists in. And Mary was completely free of this. There was never anything in her that didn't belong completely to God. And thus, even in the first moment of her conception, Already by her humility, she was crushing the most proud head of the serpent. And she invites all of us to enter into the mystery of her humility, entrusting ourselves, consecrating ourselves into her virginal and maternal hands, asking her to purify us from all of the stains of sin, from this virus, which has contaminated us, above all from the pride, which makes us imitate the sin of our first parents, the rebellion of Lucifer, asking her to make us share in her complete emptiness before God, which allows her to be completely filled with God's grace. And we know that this can come about, above all because the very means by which she was preserved from the contamination of original sin is offered to all of us. She was redeemed by the death of her son, foreseen by his precious blood poured out upon the cross. And it's that same blood which is offered here. The sacrifice which we offer here is the very sacrifice by which our lady was redeemed. In virtue of which she was preserved from original sin. She was preserved in advance. We offer in an unbloody manner, the sacrifice which our Lord offered upon the cross commemoration of his sacrifice making present all of its power, all of its efficacy and we ask that that blood which cleansed her from sin preserved her rather from sin will cleanse our hearts as we receive our Lord's most precious body, blood, soul and divinity there passes into us the stream of life of healing medicine which is able to overcome all the effects of the virus of original sin which has infected us. We receive original sin by propagation from our first parents and we receive grace through the sacraments by which we are bodily united to our Lord who is the source of all grace and who redeemed his mother even from the first moment of her conception. May all of us share in the mystery of her humility, of her lowliness, so that we might join her and her divine son in crushing the most proud head of the servant. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.